Yo, happy Tuesday, everybody. It's February 18th, and it's 11.52 a.m. And this morning earlier, I wanted to do this podcast because I woke up with a sense of urgency to discuss healing. What does it mean to heal? And so I've been going through some things personally, and not only am I going through some things personally, my work has afforded me the opportunity to do something called healing circles. And so healing circles are under the framework of restorative justice. And restorative justice seems like a huge, difficult term, but in simple terms, restorative justice is an invitation into dialogue to address harm. And then once you address the harm and you discuss the harm, we figure out whose responsibility and obligation is to tend to that harm and how do we do that as a community, right? And so I'm super excited to kind of just go through this uh, with you all because today, like I said, I woke up with a sense of urgency to discuss healing. And when I looked up the word healing, it said to make things sound or healthy again, to make things sound or healthy again, which implies that something's wrong, right? In order for us to heal, we have to make things, we have to, we have to become whole and make ourselves right and healthy again. And so, like I said, I've had the opportunity to do these healing circles. And it's always amazing when I get into different groups and we begin to have this intentional dialogue and explore what can happen when we want to heal or address a certain conflict. And like many of us, um, or actually, I'm not going to say many of us. I'm going to use an I statement to say I, in my past, have tend, tended to sweep things under the rug and just move forward and act like I'm okay, right? Not being intentional about addressing the harm or the issue uh, that's causing conflict in my life. And I'm realizing that it's caused some issues with me in my life, not just personally, but professionally and socially as well. So we're gonna explore, what is it? What happens when we heal? What happens when we become sound and healthy again? And it starts with conversation. It starts with dialogue. And I wanted to just address something called self-sabotage, which I'm the king of. I would spend a lot of time sabotaging myself and not growing and learning from my past mistakes or actually just being honest with myself about how I really feel, which causes harm and conflict within my own life. And so growing up, there has been a lot of things that have transpired and happened that now as an adult, <laughs> they are catching up with me. And so what do I do? How do I address this? How do I heal from it? And I've learned something that has rocked my world. If you have not, go right now, pause this podcast, and go listen to Dr. Nadine Burke. She has a TED Talk on, um, on you can find it on YouTube, and it's called... ACES, Adverse Childhood Experiences. Adverse Childhood Experiences, where she's talking about childhood trauma and the misdiagnosis of these young kids that she was working with. And so, again, I want you to pause this podcast, go listen to that tech talk if you haven't, and just it, it'll prep you for what we're about to explore and go into. Right? And so, something uh, adverse childhood experiences are. Anything that have affected you negatively as a child. And so that could be 
seeing a parent who was abusive, a parent who maybe used too much foul language, maybe uh, you were sexually assaulted or molested, um, or maybe you were just neglected. Your parents didn't interact or talk to you. And so she goes on to talk about how these experiences can affect us uh, throughout our lives and ultimately as an adult. And so I've been going through and dissecting my childhood and it's nasty. It's ugly. Uh, but what I keeps me optimistic is the hope that at the end of the tunnel, there's light and that at the end of it, at the end of the day, I will be whole and happy and healthy again. Hence, I, be, I will be healed. So let's talk about it. Why is it that we choose to neglect or not even neglect? Why is it that we choose to avoid conflict or harm? And the simple answer is because it's easy. Sweep it under the rug, act like nothing happens, continue to push on with your life. But what happens when those things that you're pushing under the rug, you start to triple over, trip over them? It's only a matter of time, right? So that you can hide things and you continue to sweep things under a rug. Picture a rug in the living room. It's flat, nothing under it, just floor. So then you begin to see that your house is a little dirty, you're cluttered. So you decide, hey, I'm going to just throw some stuff under the rug. So you start sweeping things under the rug. And what happens is you realize, you know what? You really can't notice it. So you step on top of the rug, kind of smooth things out. Hey, not a big issue, right? So you notice some other dirt, some more clutter. And you begin to throw those things under the rug as well. Well, then it's only a matter of time where you see, I can see the lump under the rug. And this is not only uh, a sore for my eyes, but it's also dangerous because it's only a matter of time before I trip. And that's what happens when we don't address the issues in our life and we don't begin to be intentional about healing. We begin to trip over these issues. And then there's a ripple effect we can find ourselves going down rabbit trails of alcoholism, um, going down another pitfalls of, you know, all kinds of things that we don't want to do. Drugs, unlimited sex, right? Which sounds good. You're like, unlimited sex? Yeah, I would love to do that. But we know that it can be a very dangerous thing if we're not intentional or careful with our emotions and with our partners and a whole nine. So there's just this gambit of things that can happen if we are not intentional about healing. So my story. Um, yeah, my story. I think about my childhood, pretty ordinary. But um, I was in a household where my father dealt with alcoholism. Now, I didn't know this until I became a teenager, that my dad wrestled with alcoholism. And so um, he went, he had a, um, a relapse and began to drink. And at first it wasn't noticeable. You couldn't tell. He was functioning. Uh, great conversation. Still an awesome man. And let me set the preface. My dad was one of the most great, greatest human beings on this earth. He also was a preacher. He loved everybody. He did a lot for his community. Matter of fact, every Wednesday he would wake up at five o'clock in the morning, go to something called the Gleanery pick up all this food in the back of his truck and go come back to our neighborhood and pass it out to families. Just, and he didn't get paid for it just out of the goodness of his heart because he was 
He loved the people. So this same person who loved the people, was a great man, had this conflict, this issue, this inner war with alcohol. And as he began to wrestle with the alcohol, it began to seep into other areas of his life, spiritually, personally, professionally. And it was only a matter of time before these issues started to become noticeable to me as a teenager. So let's fast forward. One night, hear my mom and dad arguing. It's not uncommon. Adults argue. Sometimes there's a difference of opinion. It's not a big deal, right? But this night was very, very different. On this night, my dad decided, under being under the influence, that he would pull out a gun. And not no ordinary gun. I'm talking about a double barrel shotgun. And I remember being in my room and hearing the shotgun pump. And when I heard this, my life stopped. I thought, he's going to kill my mom. And so what do I do? I decide I'm going to call the police, which is a great idea, so they can come rescue my mother, myself, and my little sisters who's in her room and doesn't know any of this is going on. So I call the police, tell the police, hey, can't talk too much. My dad has a gun. He's about to kill my mom. And I run out and I leave and I hang up. I go into the towards the, the front door. And as I head to the front door, I see my dad facing my mom and I fake an asthma attack. It's pretty genius at the time as a kid. I fake an asthma attack and tell my dad I can't breathe. I need some air. I need to go outside. This is genius, right? But as I'm walking out the door, I hear my dad tell my mom, you bet not have told him to call the police. And little, my whole life stopped because at that moment I realized I just killed my mom. I just killed my mom. Long and behold, I get outside. My mentor at the time happens to be driving by, sees me in a panic. I hop in the car. Can't, I'm hysterical crying, and I'm talking about the <laughs> type of crying, right? I'm hysterical. He's listening. He's like, what's going on? Trying to get answers out of me. I cannot talk. He sees the police show up. Then all of a sudden, the police go in. And all I remember is one officer walking out with this huge gun. And then seeing my mother and my sister being placed in the back of a police car. And then later, my father brought out in handcuffs. Talk about traumatic, right? But this is what's so significant about it. After this, my mom, my dad, and my little sister, we continued to try to move forward uh, with being normal. My dad's ordered to go to AA classes uh, to get help. And so my mother is very supportive of this. Mind you. As a kid, I just seen this man who was my father threatened to kill, kill my mother. But I see my mom supportive and trying to encourage him. And I remember he would call the house. And I used to be so scared. I was scared that at any moment he would walk in the house and continue what he had started that night. And so after this, me and my dad's relationship it halted. It was very difficult for me to see him in that positive light again. 
although he was a great human being outside of this isolated incident. But my mother continued to love on him. And this is another thing. When we talk about healing, making things right again, making things healthy again, my mother and I just had this conversation three years ago where we actually sat down and talked about this traumatic experience that we never talked about as a family. We never talked about my dad struggling with alcohol, pulling out a gun, and how did that make me feel? Because then we fast forward after, uh, at the age of 15, my father passes away from a massive heart attack. And our relationship at the time, we never really bounced back fully. So now my dad's on his deathbed and I've never fully healed, right? We've never been fully sound again or whole since that incident. He goes on to pass. Fast forward in my early 20s. I'm having issues of missing my dad and knowing that outside of that, he was a great man because I'm a little bit more mature now to see that as humans, we make mistakes. We all have issues. We all have flaws. But the point I want to make is that my family, we never discussed this issue. We never talked about how did this traumatic experience make us feel or impact us? And so now at age 33, I'm realizing and looking at how this experience has affected me and how I deal with conflict and harm. And I deal with it the same way my mother did, which is to just sweep it under the rug and act like nothing happened. But I will say this. I learned a valuable lesson about love. My mother loved my father enough to continue to push through even though he had threatened to kill her under the influence. And so I realized that for me as a kid, this is what unconditional love looks like. So there was this blessing hidden uh, in disguise under this traumatic experience. But again, we never talked about it. We never actually healed intentionally. We allowed time just to pass by, assuming that everything would be fine. And so now I realize the way I deal with issues is to begin to suppress them or ignore them, just like my mom did with my father. We never talked about it as a family. We never said, hey, I don't feel safe around you. Hey, I feel like you should apologize. Hey, do you still love me? We never talked about it. We just make assumptions. And so in our healing circles, something that when I facilitate healing circles, that's one of the things we talk about is making sure that we're not just assuming the right thing, but people are actually being intentional about saying what they mean and meaning what they say. Because too often we will assume that people feel a certain way. And the moment we find out they don't feel that way, it creates issue and all kinds of chaos because we made an assumption and that person's like, hey, I never said that's, that's how I feel or that's not how I feel. So this story, right, my story, part of my story, I just felt like it was important for me to share that we have to be intentional about healing and making things right as possible. And this is just one experience in my life 
many experiences, right? But this is just one experience where in my household, we didn't address harm and it's impacted me in ways that I never could have imagined. So I want to encourage you all who are listening to this podcast or who will listen to this podcast. What is your story? What do you need to heal from? What do you need to sit down and heal from? You got to be honest with yourself. And it's hard. And I'm not going to sit here and act like things are going to be all peachy and roses and roses. No, like it's going to be painful. It's going to hurt. It's going to be stressful, but at the end of it, you will thank yourself. You will be stronger, wiser than you are now. So I encourage you to look at your life, examine your life, and begin to look at what do you need to heal from? What are some experiences that you haven't faced? What are some challenges, obstacles that you haven't looked dead on? And a lot of it starts with us looking in the mirror and saying, this is not right. This was not right. And because of that, this is where I am today. But I want to let you all know that there's hope at the end of the tunnel. You just got to start and begin on your healing journey. I encourage you to take a moment, reflect and see what do you need to heal from. We'll tune in more. We'll tune in later. I'll share more about my story, my experiences, and how this healing process is such a blessing. So hopefully you've been encouraged, inspired to go out there and examine your life so that you can become sound and healthy again. I'm Impact. I'm out.